Welcome to Cocktails and Comics. Grab a drink and bring out your inner nerd and join your hosts, Steve, Alec, and Andy. Hey guys, welcome back to part two of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, CNC. Alec, I'm here with you. Obviously, it's me, Andy, and I'm here with you. <laughs> That's the weirdest. I know. I was intro. like, I want to well, welcome of- back, and here we are to part two with CNC, <laughs> which is Cocktails and Comics, in case anybody's wondering. I wanted to jump right into it. And then you just, <laughs> I just butchered the whole thing. And the co-host. I'm not co-host, used to this. The co-host first, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what I mean. It's Andy and Alec. What's up? What's going on? We're Cocktails and Comics. Is everyone fucking happy now? <laughs> oh, here's part B. And I also, <laughs> I had two beers and I'm already feeling it. <laughs> Dude, that so, Louis Demise got me going pretty good. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Bust me up real fast. <laughs> That's why I would have been the fat tire. <laughs> it's the same fucking beer. <laughs> Just a little bit different taste. They're both amber ales. <laughs> <laughs> Said, I know. Okay, so Andy sticks to one type of beer. Got I know. It. No shit, dude. I was <laughs> like, because even when I went to the liquor store, I was like, I'm going to change it up a little bit. I'm going to give me a Louis Demise, and I was like, that's not really changing it up. They're both the same, <laughs> they're both the same type of beer. <laughs> Next week's just going to be fat tire. Like, Again, Andy, yeah. you're not, you're not doing, doing anything yeah. different. Yeah. I got Lainey's Red this week. <laughs> I mean, that's where you went wrong. I'll never drink a line in Kugels. Not a fan. If not I'm, a fan. If I'm desperate, I'll do it. Yeah, as long as it's not summer shandy. That's I the treated worst. myself to that honey weiss last year. It was pretty good. So. Yeah, I'm just not, not a big fan. I can't. You know? I can't. Because what my mom does, uh, this is so off topic, what my mom does is she mixes berry weiss and honey weiss, half and half. I just got gut rot hearing the words berry weiss. Yeah. But that's what she loves to do. And she swears by it. She fucking loves it. She's a mom. She is a mom. It's those mom drinks, you know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Yeah. Well, you know, now you know. The more you know. Thanks, man. (laughs) No problem. Well, welcome back. I know we're both excited to talk about episode six of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. One world, one people. I wasn't sure if the oh my god was for the show or just like you were still reminiscing. No, I was. That was not for the (laughs) show. That was not for the show. My face face said different, but my words meant everything. (laughs) Absolutely. So we are on uh, One World, One People, the fucking season finale of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Great title. Yeah. Because the last one was Truth. Correct. Again, great title. Yeah, I mean, all these titles were really good. I mean, Truth, uh, The Whole World is Watching, uh, Power Broker, The Star Star Spangled Man, uh, and New World Order. So, I mean, all great titles to every episode i think and really you know some titles might not mean so much to an episode and all these yeah. are pretty dead on like, yeah nail on that so yeah so i mean we start out with this episode basically where we kind of left off where the grc was uh kind of hacked uh, i we forgot to mention that at the end of the last episode uh, but the GRC oh, was basically was such a crazy yeah, scene. Yeah, where basically the, they're sitting in their the conference room. Heads yeah, and shit goes awry. Yeah, so you have the whole conference room that goes black and red, and then it's like, hey, we need to get the fuck out of the building because the flag smashers are here. Um, so we le- we literally pick up again where we left off, which is GRCs and mayhem. Uh, while Bucky's working through the crowd trying to find flag smashers outside of the building. Uh, shortly while Bucky's looking, someone makes a comment to him and we get to see that cool thing we saw with Natasha 
where she rips off that Sharon Carter rips off that face that mask. That digital mask, yeah. Yeah, and uh, we realize that Sharon Carter that she uh, somehow that, snuck that in. That fucked me up. Yeah, because I was like, who the hell is this? Yeah, guy. Mm-hmm. What are you taking precedent for? Oh, okay. I also thought it was cool. Little side note, because this one I I watched some recaps on and everything. Um, when Bucky's working his way through the crowd and is kind of walking past some soldiers, one of them looks at him and goes, uh, it's good to have you here, Sergeant Barnes. So they're respecting his rank when he was a soldier in World War II. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I thought that was a nice little tip of the hat to Bucky. Right over my head. It went over my head until, again, I watched a recap of the whole thing. Um, one of my favorite shows that I will shout out here, New Rockstars. They're great. Eric Voss, Philip Molina, great guys. Uh, I love watching their shit all the time because they find the greatest Easter eggs. They find the coolest shit. Um, but I thought that was a nice tip of the hat for one of the soldiers to be like, it's good to have you here, Sergeant Barnes. You know, that's, so I was cool, like, that's cool. That's really cool. That's really cool. Um, so yeah, uh, Bucky runs right into Sharon <laughs> Carter, who has that digital mask, which was cool to bring back. There's actually a lot of tech they brought back uh, from old movies, which will will hit at every scene. Um, but it was cool to see that face mask come again and see Sharon. That was really neat. So somehow she snuck into the fucking U.S. And you're like, okay, we'll see what happens here. Well, she's got pull now. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, so obviously we go back to the GRC, which are now getting let out of the conference room. And at this moment, you know, Bucky's inside the building, kind of walking around, and you can start to see that, yeah, just mayhem and panic. Um, But you can tell that people are with the flag smashers, like security that's for the GRC, because they're the camera does its work. Mm -hmm. You can see the people, yeah, they're they're focusing. A couple of them threw smoke bombs on the ground um, to get them out of there, and they were like security for the GRC. So it's like, hey, the flag smashers had some pull. Well, as they said, they have hands everywhere. They right. have people everywhere, and uh, it can go as far as top-tier positions where if they're right. ready, they're ready. Kind of a mini hydra. And especially in those situations where if there's crowd control, especially crowd control, where's the best place to have your flag smashers at points like that? Oh, definitely. You know? Definitely. Because an inside man, closest to the action. Mm-hmm. Can tell you exactly where everyone's going. Oh, easily. Or just yeah. get peop- get certain people out, but get certain people to an area. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really cool. And then uh, I, I believe first off we had Bucky get uh, pulled to the side by a woman who was in, like, the building. And she goes, Carly's on the phone for you. Uh, so Bucky ends up talking to Carly on the phone, discussing, like, hey, Bucky's like, don't do this. You know, this isn't you, blah, blah. Um and she's kind of talking about like you've you've had haven't had to experience you know what we went through and Bucky's like no I fought against two different types like and I've lost each time which again he's talking about basically the U.S. and Hydra <laughs> he's gone or not not you know not the U.S. sorry Thanos and Hydra um, so it's like he's fought wars and he's lost all of them <laughs> like. He got, remember, he got fucking blipped real hard. <laughs> super real hard. And on top of that, it's like 70 years of his existence yeah. was being a secret assassin. Yeah. He kind of knows the struggle. Yeah. He just, knows how hard it I'm is. I'm just going to throw that out there. 
For most of his life, his mind wasn't his own. He might have a thorn in his side. Yeah. I don't know. Because when he became, I mean, to go back, which is, I don't think a lot of people think about, is if you go back to Captain America, the first one, they're both like 18. Oh, no, they're they're right there. Like, they're eager to join. Yeah. I mean, Bucky. At least Steve is. Right. He wants to be that guy. Right. He's so tired of. Being the scrawny small guy. Me. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but, um, I mean, Bucky basically fell to his death, again, air quotes, when he was off about train, 18, right? 19 off years old, train. off the train. Yep. And he became the Winter Soldier at 18, 18. 19. He never know? had an actual, and then, right. and, and your your mind as an adult is, is still developing just because mm-hmm. you're 18 and you're a legal adult by right. law. There's late bloomers, there's early bloomers, but the, the the body and everything doesn't stop developing. The body doesn't until at least, like, I think 21 or 22 for yeah. men. And then a couple of years later for women. So he still has a couple of years of natural growth. Yeah. But now you're 18, you're small, you're fresh, mm-hmm. and you're taken in. Yeah. You have lost anything that life has ever promised you. Oh, yeah. 100%. I mean, he's never had a, a life. Until again, now. taken yeah. away at, at its prime. Right. Done. So, again, I enjoyed that conversation between him and Carly. I thought that was a, a good conversation to have. Um, then at that moment, so all of a sudden we go back to the top of the building, and we see Batrock up top uh, kind of making sure that the GRC is going their ways. When we get to see the shield fly through the fucking window, and we get our first look at Captain America. And I mean... Right the fuck away, do we yeah. get our first look at Captain America? Yeah, I thought it was and so I fucking have, brutal. I just got goosebumps up the back Same. shivers of the back of my neck. Yeah, seeing him in it, that suit, right stripped from the covers of the comic mm-hmm. book. I mean, yeah, all yes altercations, but let's be real, like to a T. Yeah. The color yeah. scheme was fantastic. Oh, I just wanted to see the whole white, like, mm-hmm. what Gambit has for right. his headpiece in the X-Men. And I just wanted that for 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 Sam as as Captain America, as that white with the goggles and, and then the tie. And, and fucking, dude, it, it, he just came crashing in and you're, you go, <gasps> and before yeah. you can even get halfway through that breath, the scene continues. Yeah. And you're you, so engulfed. I had no. Mm-hmm. I had so many thoughts and emotions happening. You didn't even get to react to it. Again, yeah. edge of my seat, jaw to the floor, hand on my chin. Yeah. Just locked, dude. Yeah. Locked. Yeah. And the fight scene between him and Batrock was phenomenal. And um, again, I thought it was cool the way again the shield attaching to the back like it did with Steve. Well, we and then we, also the wings. We. Again, failed to mention, um, not only was that, that scene of uh, tossing the shoe around cool with like uh, Sam and Bucky, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure we missed out on the fact of... Uh, oh, when Sam had his montage. <laughs> Another montage, which is fantastic. <laughs> Three montages in one episode. <laughs> I guarantee they passed like two years of time at this point. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, in 80s standards. Jesus Christ. Uh, you know... Sam working out to to be Captain America mm-hmm. at the end of that episode, and, and I mean really training, yeah, really training. 
kudos to Anthony Mackie for becoming the physical specimen that he has become for this role. Hundred percent. Because I'm sure those those uh, those jumping twist flips, landing on his feet, I I know he can actually do. Yeah. Which is yeah. awesome. Kudos to you. Yeah. Uh, uh, great seeing him throw the shield against the uh, the makeshift padding on the trees and stuff as the targets and all that, and kind of getting his groove. But eventually, you kind of got the taste that Sam was there. Mm. Yeah. Know, no, it, I, it, I, I very, agree. it very much like it peaked. And then we were kind of taken somewhere else. Yeah. And so for him to come crashing into this scene. Was and awesome. you get to see everything he trained for. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> what, what is that? What is... Okay, process, <laughs> process, process. It's, I don't know where coattails went. I don't know where coattails <laughs> went. <laughs> this is my fucking Captain This America. is like now my yeah. new... I'm very... I'm accepted. I'm I'm now yeah. I'm his. Yeah. I'm his. 100%. Again, suit, wings, everything looked awesome. The fight scene was great. Um again, watching and in between this whole this whole process, Bucky's trying to chase down the GRC and, you know, save them. Uh Sharon's also trying, she's like working with Bucky trying to save them. Uh so basically half the GRC is sent to the roof for a helicopter. The other half is sent down to uh armored trucks in the basement. Um, the basement one was cool just because, you know, a security guard that worked for the GRC closes the doors, puts a fucking like spider lock, a basically, crazy lock on there. and puts that on both vehicles. Again, working with the flag smashers. The thing Which, I really, I was going to bring that up again. Thanks to the camera work. Mm. They make it obvious, but they zoom in on a guy Yeah, and you're like, Oh, you're crowd control. Right. With these important people. Right. Duly noted. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> and uh, what I loved about this scene, too, was, you know, the trucks leave and, you know, the, the security guy is left behind um, just because he's making sure the GRC leaves in those trucks to tell Carly, like, hey, they're on the move. Uh, Bucky chases after them. But what I loved is another old call, which was Sharon walks, bumps into him. You know, again, air quotes, bumps into him. And she's like, oh, sorry, you know, blah, blah. The guy gets in a van, starts driving off, and then we get what we got in Winter Soldier, which was the gas that fucking melts your face off. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I didn't forgot. Yeah. 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 So, again, cool attack that we saw in an older movie that now Sharon has, like, has all of this. <laughs> again, she's just given this opportunity, right. power, right. abundance of abilities. So you're still like, where is Sharon where Carter? Where do you sit? Right. Who are you and where right. do you sit? Right. So, again, that whole question's going on. But, again, finally, uh, Sam finishes that fight with Batrock, basically knocking him out because he has to go after that helicopter. The whole helicopter Sam scene, which probably lasted seven minutes, was phenomenal. Finding that chick who was a pilot on there mm-hmm. and choreographing yes. a... <laughs> I'm gonna let you say that word from now on ever, because <laughs> I can never say it. This is the last beer that's gonna go long. <laughs> uh, choreographing this plan with her, uh, actually with somebody else saying, "Find me a pilot, find right. me a pilot," and of course, thank you, Marvel writing. There so happens to be a pilot on this helicopter. <laughs> thank God, 
She's obviously like a 35 year veteran. She's been doing this for 87 years. <laughs> <laughs> Just so people know, that's a callback to Tom Segura's bit. Yeah, uh, skippies. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot which one that is. Uh, it's. Um, Completely normal or, uh, uh, don't because I, yeah, just watched it. Damn it. Yeah. It's one of his first two specials on Netflix. And they're beautiful. It's completely normal. And there's another one. And they're both beautiful. There are even disgraceful. It's hilarious. And ball hawk. Yeah. They are. Um, so yeah, right away. Mostly stories. Yeah. Ball day. Yeah. (laughs) Nailed it. Uh, (laughs) um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I'm doing this for 87 years. <laughs> Thank you. Back to topic. Uh, yes. Yeah, so she, so he finds her and again, Marvel plot holes and beautiful writing. She <laughs> happens to have an earpiece on her. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Put in there. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, Sam, uh, Sam, Figuring out this whole plan again while chaos is ensuing, yeah, because we have two trucks leaving from the basement that are uh spider claw locked, uh, with with uh flag smashers in charge of driving them. And these are important people, yeah, they're on the road now and they're out of this building. And we only know that they think they're safe, yeah, okay, you fucking thought, okay. <laughs> and then in the sky, poor Sam is trying to be okay, need, fight with a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a fight with a helicopter. It's a, everything with wings. I just can't. Right. <laughs> Goddamn blades. <laughs> <laughs> Is everything Captain America? Oh, Jesus <laughs> the helicopter has its own shield. <laughs> All right, back on. on. <laughs> but yeah, I love the whole like timing of it all. Um, um, that again. The, the scene of him throwing the shield through the helicopter, knocking the guy out, catching him, and then the lady having to jump into the cockpit. Because he's like, plane. I need you on point. Right. I'm going to have this countdown, and when I say this, you need to go. I do want to say, she was a little behind. <laughs> yeah, by a little bit, but yeah. thanks for the dramatic effects. Yeah, exactly. And a slight heart attack. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, I'm like watching this scene unfold, and I'm like, there's something that's got to go wrong. There's something yeah. that's got to go wrong. And nothing did go wrong on no. that one. But it's cool because they they're doing the, the quick cuts of the yeah. one scene, one scene, one scene, one scene. So you have the plan and you're like, okay, this is gonna this is gonna mm-hmm. and it's on a scene where you don't actually expect it. Right. And all of a sudden all of a sudden the guy gets clonked and there's Falcon at full speed flying through the cockpit, taking this guy out almost directly after hitting the face of the shield. Right. And then she's just, <laughs> she hops right up there, and then, now we're all fine. Yeah, yeah. Everything's fine. But very cool to be like, here we go. It was awesome. And I don't think he even gave her the, he's like, we're going to do this in like on the count of three. And yeah. then you just see a fucking shield fly through. I'm like, I get it. You're in a time constraint. You just wanted her to be comfortable. But like, I get it. Yeah. You have things to do. <laughs> Life's the same. Yeah, I get like it. That. I got my I got my golden child in the helicopter. All I need is this one big play. And in a second and a half later, you fucking be like, man, you don't even have control the helicopter. <laughs> so that was amazing. And then we come back to Bucky on the ground, chasing the two trucks, which then you know Carly basically set up a a blockade, 
where they were going to kill them all. And um, at that moment, Bucky, you know, interferes. Carly and the whole Flag Smashers are fighting Bucky. And Carly came up with this this great idea, which, again, is how you get any Avenger, which is put someone else's life in peril. Because then they have to pick they that. They have to do it. They have to pick that. And I was like, I thought that was a great on-the-nose type kinda, thing. He kind of gave her, uh, he kinda, she kind of gave him the the choice uh, Joker gave Batman right. in Dark Knight. Yeah. It's like, actually, he gave that choice twice in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, uh, people on this fucking, uh, whatever, air transport mm-hmm. line, or this fucking thing of prisoners. Right. Or Rachel and fucking uh, this guy. Yeah. Yeah, what do you do? Where do you right. jump? Right. So Bucky obviously goes, you know, they set the one truck on fire. Bucky obviously goes over there. And again, I thought this was that spider lock. What kind of technology did they have? That's because, what I'm saying. Because you have a vibranium arm and you have super soldiers. <laughs> and you're a slight super soldier. Yeah. You're not Steve Rogers level, but yeah. you are one. Yeah. Because I'm sitting and I'm watching this. Yeah. And all I thought was, I can't wait to talk about this because you have a vibranium arm. Mm-hmm. And you're super. You're basically you're a struggling. robot. You're struggling with this, <laughs> and you can't get this off. Right. That's what she said. Intense. <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> I'm like, that was really. I was like, is he gonna be the one that actually does this? Like, right. Something now. Now I'm thinking something's gonna interfere with this. Yeah. And nothing was. So I was like, I was like, starting to sweat while watching. Right. It. So was I, because I was like, "Oh shit, is he gonna get this open?" And I mean, it took punches and pulls of that fucking thing to finally come off. And we've all been there too. Like it's overused and stuff, but that 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 grunt or that scream when you're mm-hmm. lifting something heavy or yeah. you're pulling or pushing something, you yeah. just have to do it. Right. I mean, when you scream like that, it does give your body an extra. Oh, like, it's adrenaline. adrenaline. Yeah. So. It's a proven fact. He lets out that yeah. that yell, and you you see it start to go, and he finally fucking gets that one lock off. Yeah, you're like, you don't have to do uh, that for the next. Oh, right, no shit. <laughs> I don't have this kind of time. <laughs> I'm fucking over this right now. <laughs> so while that's finally Bucky gets that open, and then all of a sudden we get to see our boy John Walker show up with his fake ass shield. <laughs> okay, put a little bit of me inside before you continue this uh, scene. A little be a little bit of me inside was like, hell yeah. No, same, same. A little bit of me because I wanted to see him beat the shit out of Carly and the Flag Smashers. But I also know that he's so rogue at, and yeah. hell bent on so much at this point. <clears throat> I didn't know. Who's gonna start yeah. smashing? Who's gonna start fighting? Right. Where he stands. But there was a little bit of me that was like, fuck yeah, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, he gets mauled right away. And I mean, we have that great scene where basically there's like four flag smashers on top of him, and he's staring at his metal inside of the shield. And um, again, gives you depth to the character. You know, again, it's not, we don't. We're not here to love John Walker. We're no, not. We're no. not here and to they love. Never presented it. They presented it actually the opposite way from right. the get go. Is right. that they're shoving this guy down their throat? Right. Where we're supposed to hate him because of that. Mm. 
And, you know, you see him staring at this metal and you saw a glimpse of him going back to what he was, which was a war hero, which was, you know, somebody who did care about people, you know, um, a true soldier, a true soldier, you know, for his country and everything. And, um, finally to see him kind of break free and start beating up and everything and, and having his moment to shine again, air quotes. Because he's, he's tried so hard right. for what, four episodes, <clears throat> four episodes yeah. and he went as hard as he could and everything ended up covered in dirt right everything and i think his time to shine comes here just in a little bit when all of a sudden you know bucky and him are fighting you know the flag smashers and then it comes to that moment where you know carly sees that her team's getting beat it's you know it's over and she goes you know what i'm gonna do a hill mary which is I'm going to push this truck into a fucking, you know, pit. And basically, Bucky gets knocked down there. Because it was on, like, a... It wasn't a parking garage. It was a, it was a construction site. Yeah, because yeah. they were high up right. over yeah. something. They were, like, on an overpass. That, that's what I was going to <clears throat> And uh, Bucky gets knocked down there during the fight. So, I mean, he's pretty much useless at that point. So it's just John Walker versus a couple flag smashers. And he's... At this point, now kind of fatiguing. Yeah. As, as, again, as Steve Rogers has in fights, too, mm-hmm. as as much as he is Captain America, we've seen Captain America tire out. Oh, yeah. He gets tired. Right. He doesn't have it all in him all the time. Right. So now we're getting that from John Walker. Mm-hmm. And we already know he's not Captain America, but he kind of gave a glimpse of hope. Right. And now he's losing it. Right. And Bucky's out of commission. Right. Like, I was very, like, shaky at this point. In that oh, yeah. Because like, you were like, I don't know where this is going. I was very nervous. Yeah. And then at that moment where, you know, Carly basically pushes the truck to the edge and is going to, you know, drop this truck over, you know, which is going to go down at least six, seven stories. So. In an armored vehicle death sentence. Yeah. And I was like, and again, the whole audience is now like, okay, John, you have two choices. You can go after Carly because they run away, or you can grab the truck. And what are we all kind of hoping for? I'm hoping he grabs the truck. Grab the truck. Yeah. Grab the truck. But again, with the way this whole show went, and I'm sure you'll agree, which is we didn't know that was going to happen. Again, the, the character build on John Walker, mm. which is where we're about to uh, pinnacle. Mm-hmm. Because um, at this point, <clears throat> I've agreed with the flag smashers at some points, and that's been the argumentative um, kind of story for for the show, which is like <clears throat> the flag smashers are doing everything we want done. Yeah. As a people, right? To take notice of, like this actually needs to happen, right? Yet they have to be an extremist <clears throat> group to do it, and they're right. killing now. Now, in the recent episodes, now they're killing people innocently right. to do it. Right. Which is, wasn't their forte to begin with. Right. So now they're becoming dangerous. And becoming for, a terrorist organization. So for John Walker, I'm like, ah, you have to go after that bitch. Like, she is now... Well, and that's a group that a couple, killed your friend. She, that killed your best friend. And she's a couple steps away now from actually becoming uncontrollable. Yeah. You know, like a big villain. Yeah. But I'm like... There's innocent there there's powerhouses in this armored vehicle, man. Like I lived 
I sat there and lived that experience with John Walker. Mm. I did not think they were going to get me there. Yeah. With that character, as we've said it previously in episodes, fuck that guy. Right. And now I'm sitting here as Yoda in the, in the sack on Luke's back. Of like, right. You need to carry me, man. You need to get me here. Right. And, uh, Very nuts to experience. Yeah. It was a range of emotions. And for finally to see... The truck going over, but then all of a sudden you see it coming back, and there's John at the back pulling it back. Because you because you see the shield just hit the fucking ground, <clears throat> which yeah, like a piece of fucking. <laughs> it was so it was laughable at that point because it yeah. was so smashed in and broken. Yeah. But it, but hey, again, kudos to John Walker, yeah, uh, for believing as far as he did to actually do that for for himself and everything. But yeah, he, but that that shield hit the ground. But, uh, no, and that's when it kind of changed for me where I was like, okay, he still has some good in him, you know? And then, uh, it was cool to see Sam come in and do the final push where to see his tech put like the blasters on. And then all of a sudden, like the two other little blasters came on and helped out. It was very Tony Starkish, which I enjoyed, which, again, is that tech of of Tony and kind of that, again, tip of the hat salute to our our dead friend. So far beyond anything. The technology is beyond. Beyond. And um, so, again, to see them all work together, I was like, that's fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then we get the moment, basically, where the Flag Smashers run away. They're getting, you know, they go into like a sewer system, I would say. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. And uh, then all of a sudden Carly is confronted by Sharon Carter. Where all of a sudden we have this kind of talk where we find out Sharon Carter is the power broker. <clears throat> I don't know how I feel about this. Um, she seems like too... I seem, it seems weak like... Weak of a character right. to be so all of a sudden given all this power. Like, like I think we talked about it before. If not, I was talking to people um, outside of, of everything of like, you know, how could you just be such a fucking mastermind over anything when like the last right. time we really saw you, you were low totem pole. Right. Now, now, now you're in Madripoor as an art dealer. As an art dealer in Madripoor. Yeah. And now you're the power broker. Cool. Nice fucking cover up. Yeah. Great. I, I thought I, though, I, I thought it was weird. It's just so it just doesn't seem like it should be put on her as Yeah. There's no way she's like pulling strings, you know? Right. I agree. I, I thought it was weird. Again, we can go into like Piggy Carter was a hell of an agent. Yeah. But, like, now we're talking, like, what, great-granddaughter? Mm-hmm. You think shit just fell through generations where you're going to be as awesome as your fucking great-grandmother? On the wrong side. So, I, again, we can go in ten different tangents here. I don't want to waste the time on it. Uh, maybe in a future episode when we talk about it. But uh, it was it was weird. But, again, that's what it was just, set up as. Just saying. Sharon, Sharon's the power broker. Um, they kind of have their talk of, you know, Carly saying like, you know, you only want us cause we protect you and you have nothing to offer us. Uh, at that moment, also Batrock comes in and goes, Oh, you're the fucking power broker. Which we saw Sharon on the phone with somebody earlier that said like, I got 
doubled whatever you wanted, or I could double yeah. it. So Sharon was on the phone with somebody. Yeah. And then, how we see Batrock yeah. show up and and says exactly what Sharon told him on the phone. Right. And we're like, oh. Got it. So you're really doing this. <laughs> <laughs> and they basically have a office style standoff. <laughs> it really was. It was it at was. the end of that fucking stupid board game. Yeah. Where yeah. they're all just <laughs> kind of wish we had our cameras on at this point. You're right. No beautiful shit. <laughs> Mexican standoff with guns around the room just. Would have been fantastic. But again, at that moment, basically, Batrock gets shot, dies. Uh, Sharon gets shot, and then Carly gets shot. I mean, everyone's fucking shot. Again, but a crazy scene. Yeah. And everybody's all of a sudden getting shot. Yeah. If there's, like, one person that gets shot or two people, you're like, all right, well, one of them's got to die. But, like, three people get shot. Like, okay, who's all dying now? Right. So, obviously, Batrock gone dead. Carly on her last breaths, and then uh, Sharon dealing with a shoal or, like, an arm shot, basically what it was. Uh, no, she had a gut shot, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then uh, dealing with that, and then Sam finally shows up, talks with Carly, and has that final moment, you know, where she's like, not that she was wrong, but she was like, hey, this is, you know, I was trying to make a statement, like, this is wrong, what people are doing, the GRC is doing. And it's everything that we saw what she was trying to do. Right. Just her last rites is basically mm. what it is. And then going pretty much into right into the scene where Sam kind of flies her in. Like he's an angel holding, you know, a messiah. Yeah, it, it was very yeah. symbolic. It was very symbolic very that way. Especially because white is very prominent on his suit. Mm-hmm. Including the wings and the top part of his body so it was very angelic with the fallen angel almost in his arms yeah yeah so him dropping her off you know and uh basically having one of the better speeches i've ever heard uh where he talks to the government and i think all of us can relate to it because we've all had thoughts or stuff we wanted to say to not the government but a higher power you know, that, you know, that they're wrong and that, you know, we need to treat everybody the same. We need to be, you know, everybody needs to help. Everybody, people need to help people. And we're all in this together. And I think uh, the biggest way you can relate it is 9-11. I mean, that's when it didn't matter what fucking color you were. It didn't matter your social status or anything. It was, we're all here. We're all Americans. We're all trying to help each other. Again, were you <clears throat> different day, different day, different conversation, but... Where we believe that came from, what a what a bringing together. Yeah. What a bringing together. An unfortunate <clears throat> event and everything, but yes, we were all one. Yeah. And and literally 20 years later, yeah. in this show, we have this hero giving this kind of speech. Yeah. Where it's like, wow, we should have still continued to have been doing this. Mm-hmm. At some point the luster lost everything and everybody went back to fuck off. Right. So I thought it was a great speech. And again, you know, the GRC changed their, their ways and where they weren't doing this whole, like, you know, sending people back to their country kind of thing. Um, So they were going to help basically refugees who came back from the blip and, you know, people who were kind of now stranded. Uh, So again, Sam made a big point and then crowned himself as he should as Captain America. 
Well, I mean, you show <clears throat> you show up in uniform. I mean, that's kind of saying something. But also, the heart that this guy has, and the spirit that this guy has, and yeah. the mindset that this guy has, and the will that this guy has. Mm. I mean, really, uh, you know, who doesn't want to see Bucky Barnes as Captain America? Obviously, everybody wants to see that. But like. Sam Wilson's Captain America. He embodies it. Yeah. He lives it. He feels it. He, most importantly, most importantly, too, he believes it. Yeah. Like, I mean, he believes it. Oh, 100%. I shouldn't even say most importantly. Like, he believes it, but most most importantly, he lives it. Yeah. Of the embodiment of Captain America. Agreed. It's not about me. Right. Like, the, everything is always bigger than me. And everything else is bigger than me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just here to maintain it. Yep. And, uh, and, and, help, and help along the way. 100% agreed. Instead He's there for of, the people. Instead of what what we first got this first Sam was like, mm-hmm. I can and will fix everything. Because mm-hmm. I'm this guy. Yeah. It's not what it takes, man. Yeah. Just because you're that guy doesn't mean you just can. We had that scene in the bank. Mm-hmm. It was right there in our faces. So, this culmination now of him as a person, yeah, outside of just the character and the suit that he bears and the title that he bears, it came from the family values that he was reinstilling mm-hmm. in himself, and then every other situation. His relationship with Carly was yeah. awesome, awesome, mm-hmm. a good guy and a bad guy. That can sit there and talk like that and know where each other are coming from and yeah. respect each other instead of fighting each other was so cool. Agreed. That's still one of the, uh, the coolest things out of the show. Agreed. And again, building towards the character that who he would become. Mm-hmm. Dude, you can't, you, can't, you can't write that any better. That's so cool. I agree. No, and I, I think it was a great culmination to him becoming Captain America and, and what he represents. Because he did it in his own way. Right. It wasn't the government's way. It, right. it, it was under the radar. Yeah. It was it was arguing with Isaiah. It was working and arguing with Bucky. Mm. I mean, the Flag Smashers, who fucking saw that coming right. at, at this point, you know? And, and he was gone for the five years, so he's very... Yeah back new to the situation. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, um, I, no, I hundred percent agree. I don't want to rush through this too much, but we gotta, we gotta pick it up a little bit. Um, but just at this moment, all of a sudden, one of the next scenes we come up to is, you know, the other flag smashers are caught thrown into a, a, a cargo van basically, and then are blown up. <laughs> and we get a little pan around and it's Zemo's Butler. <laughs> yes. Dude, <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. I popped so hard, dude. I popped so hard because yeah. my first thought was like, Alfred would do that for Batman, hundred percent. And so this fucking guy would do that for Zemo. <laughs> Zemo definitely got the last laugh out of everything. We so. all got the last. Oh laugh. yeah, thanks to Zemo. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool because, again, you need to end that super soldier era. And that's what Zemo is all about. But also, with Zemo's butler in the scene doing that and then Zemo getting the last laugh, that shows you that 
that that's Marvel showing you that don't worry, he's still here. Oh yeah, definitely. Th- that was I think their biggest come across is yeah. they wanted was don't worry, he's more, coming back. More is coming. Yeah, definitely. Um, also going on the next scene of more is coming, which is uh, John Walker's trying on his new suit in front of Val and his wife. Um, so he comes out basically same suit, it's just black <laughs> and red and white. Yeah. And, uh, so they have that conversation again, don't want to speed through it too much, but Val comes to a point where she goes, Hey, things are going to get real weird, like coming up and that could lead into secret invasion. That could lead into, uh, Avengers, right. All different things. Thunderbolts. And it's like, you know, definitely Thunderbolts where I think it's going, uh, but it's like things are going to get weird to a point like we don't need Avengers. We're going to need a U.S. or we don't need a Captain America. We need a U.S. agent. Again, somebody who's willing to dirty their hands mm-hmm. when it comes to. Yeah. And um, so I thought that was great. We finally got the introduction of U.S. agent. So I was like, cool. Yes, we have we got the name. We got the name drop. We right. got the outfit, which. Dude, I, I could. I, as soon as he walked out of that room, like my my jaw dropped. Yeah, my jaw dropped. Yeah, the suit looks better in black and white and red. Yeah, <laughs> it, spot on. Yeah, spot on. Thank you, Marvel. I can't wait to see the shield. Oh yeah, definitely. So I mean, I'm excited to see what happens with John Walker and Zemo because they're probably going to get paired up later on in the Thunderbolts. Um, then at this moment, we run into you know Barnes making amends with uh, his buddy. Again, hard fucking scene to watch where he tells him that I'm the one that killed your son. And uh, and then he's going to walk past the the same little bar shop, the mm-hmm. bar restaurant that they go to. <clears throat> and the waitress notices him and kind of gives him a nod. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. Because he knows that's cut. That's done. That's done. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. So that was a hard that, scene. That hurt. But it was it was good to see Bucky finally finish his book. That was the, the biggest Mines. one because he left that uh, yeah. note for his therapist. Correct. I finished my book. Yeah, he left the book for the therapist because that was the last amendment he had to make. The biggest one, too. Yeah. So it was, it was cool to see that, that Bucky's now, I would say, clear-headed and clean slate at this point. Clean I, slate. I more... <laughs> Uh, I would say more than ever, uh, Bucky is free. I say <laughs> the Wakandans said it best when they when they had him in that throwback scene, and they said, "You are free." Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and watching this whole story unfold, he wasn't. Oh yeah, he was not, and we knew that from that was episode one. Right, we he was knew. a prisoner we, of his past. Episode one, we knew. Yeah, it was that one or two. But they saw that flashback and shooting everybody. One. So okay, so episode one, we knew that he wasn't free. Yeah. So they said it in that uh, episodes later, you're free. He's not though. Yeah. He's not, and you felt it. You always thought you felt it. Yeah. So now, what kind of Bucky are we gonna see in the future? Because like he's not going anywhere. Right. Yeah, he's gonna. He's not. We'll definitely see Bucky in something. I'm not sure what he's going to come back in. Oh, I would never even have a guess. But, um, again, can't wait to see Bucky and Sebastian Stan again. I I love the character. I love the Winter Soldier character. So, obviously can't wait to see him again. 
I'm excited. Um, then we get the scene of Sam visiting Isaiah again, uh, having that kind of one-on-one where Isaiah, Isaiah's respecting what Sam has chosen. And accepting. Accepting he's of now, it and realizing it's the I right thing. I think he saw him prior to that. He saw him on TV prior to that mm. or something or, or whatever. Saw so him with the speech. Yeah. And, speech. and he had a, uh, a smirk on it. He had a slight smirk mm. on it. Like, he was happy and proud. Yeah. But uh, he has so much to to battle against, Isaiah mm. does, from his past. Yeah. Where, you know, we just want to see him embrace this for fuck's sake. 100%. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it was, again, a great, a great talking scene between the two of them uh, and then finally when sam goes like hey let's go for clean yourself up let's you know go for a ride and he takes them to captain's uh, captain america's uh, exhibit and then is able to take him into a room where isaiah's past is finally spoken about and put in history the statue and the picture walls that were mm-hmm. going between and then the giant plaque next to it and to before you even saw Isaiah break down, like, yeah. I, I was Waterworks. Oh, yeah. And then you see him be Waterworks. Yeah. And then you're like, what's he going to think about this? What's yeah. he going to think about this? Is he crying because he's so overwhelmed? <clears throat> but he's going to be angry? And man, he gives fucking, he gives Wilson that hug. Mm. I, I, and I it's just, finally that his his story's told. I lost my shit. Yeah. I lost my shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was definitely a teary-eyed moment for sure and just a... Well, as soon as we met Isaiah Bradley, um, I think from episode two it was, yeah. and I'm like, I want his story told. Yeah. You know, like, as a as just a spectator of the show, I'm like, uh, we need to make this man... People yeah. need to know about him. Yeah. As soon as I heard that shit, because I never knew about... A right. Black Captain America in the fifties, whatever, right. when, yeah, whenever that was, that fifties, fifties, sixties, yeah, and like it's in the comic, like it's in the comic books. Mm. It was actually written. Yeah, it's a real story. So I feel stupid not even knowing that. Yeah, and then to learn about it and be like, why aren't we building a real statue on real Earth for this guy? Right. Right no, definitely agreed. And I, I thought it was the most touching moment of this whole show because it was a, again, this a lot of this show was revolved around race. And again, you have this character who was a, a prominent figure and a, a true soldier who was then thrown away by his country. And because of what he did, which right. is what they made him do. Right. You know, again, government. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, so, no, it was it was very touching to see that he got his exhibit, his story's now told, and people will now know about it. And, like, he right. cemented in history. And mm-hmm. as, I, we can only assume he's posted in there as a Captain America. Yeah. But the statue of him being a soldier. Soldier. Yeah. Was right. everything. Just the same way of Steve, you know, when Peggy opens up, <laughs> opens up his file and sees, you know, skinny, scrawny Steve. Correct. Like at the end of Captain America. Like that's the Steve. It's like that's the one you want to remember. That's who you want to remember. That's it's not correct. who they became. Yep. It was who yep. they started out as. Yep. And um, because the idea is always there when they started out and they became great. Yep. And and it's because they became great because of where they started. So, again, I thought it was a nice – it was a very touching moment for that. And I'm glad they went that direction instead of having like him as, you know, Captain America. Oh, perfect ending. Yeah. Perfect ending. 
Um, so we we have the ending there, and then we have the mid credits or the end credits, basically where Agent Carter is given all of her. She's, you know, she's back in the same she's familiar back in her position. Room, yeah, a familiar courtroom. Correct, as John Walker as was. John Walker just said an episode ago, and but um, she is being forgiven, pardoned. She's she's being given the opposite of actually what we all know she should be given, mm-hmm. and uh, they end it with giving her her job back and her full credentials and her full access to everything, which Mm. immediately she exits the courtroom and gets on the phone calling somebody saying, we're good. I got it. We're going to have lots of secrets. We have full access to weapons, information, secrets, literally... Anything we need. Yeah. What's your take on that? Who's she talking to? So this is where I differ than a lot of people. Um, We talked about this a little bit where I don't believe Sharon is the power broker. I agree with you 100% that she's not the power broker. So I think she is given the power broker title because they needed like an image for that person to go out. And Sharon was just given that. Like she's a... (laughs) Let me say that she's an Iron Man's three Mandarin. Right. Correct. But was able to, was given the okay to have it. To be like, hey, if people like find out that you're the power broker, like kill them. But like, that's fine if they think you are. Because I don't want the attention on me. I get it. Yes. She was given full power yeah. to be, make decisions. Yeah. With permission. I think she's the number two under the power broker. That makes more sense. Yeah. Considering our theories on, again, she's not that powerful or strong or or smart to to be that person. Right. And again, I mean, when it comes down to the power broker, I could see the power broker being like the Mandarin, which would make way more sense. Madripoor is an Asian city. The Mandarin is an Asian. We have Shang-Chi coming out in like two months. Yeah. You know, it's just... I feel like it's weird if Sharon is the power broker. It's just not going to make any sense. It's such a... It's weird. It's why... It's... That's a flat story. Yeah. That's a flat story. You know, I just... I I don't think she's big enough to be the power broker. She's not smart enough. You know, I, I won't even say she's not smart enough. I just don't think she has it in her. I think she's a good number two. Like, again... She didn't just go to Madripoor to right. do her thing. Somebody put her there. So she became so because ba- what they're basically saying is that she became the power broker within a span of seven years. Because the blip was five, and we're guessing that she didn't blip, or we we know she didn't blip away in five years. And then she was exiled basically in civil war. I think between Civil War and Endgame, or Infinity War, because that's when the blip happened, was about two years. I think that's the timeline. So in the last five to seven years, you're telling me she became so powerful that she now runs a city. One of the most dangerous cities on the face of the planet. And that's been around before her. I just don't see it. Go fuck yourself. I don't see it. it, There's no way. 
She's a that's pawn. why I see she's someone a, she's like a pawn. She's a pawn right. in the greater scheme, and that's why I see like the Mandarin who's been around for centuries. eons, centuries, eons, less yeah. eons. Yeah. You know, um, being the power broker. You know, so again, we'll see. But as of this moment, Sharon Carter is. Then again, power. though, if we have Shang Chi <laughs> and the Ten Rings coming in, and then we are introduced to the actual Mandarin, which could be. So badass and cool of a character. Yeah. Where don't even waste the power broker title on that guy. Yeah. Again, I mean, I we already seen we've already seen the Mandarin in the trailer for Shang Chi, which is Shang Chi's father. And um, again, we'll we'll go into the trailer again. I'm hopefully getting the monitor soon, and uh, we can break down these trailers for you guys. But again, it just it makes more sense. It just makes way more sense than Sharon being the power broker. So. Especially with just such a uh, a small, I use this term loosely, a small scale show for such a large title and, right. and possible storyline. Right. Uh, and, and and such a small character. Yeah. No offense to Sharon Carter. But right. Such a small character. There's no. Why would you take her and put her in the show and then make her the part? Like all of a sudden. Blast her character into stardom, and be she's the she's a main she's a main power player. Right. What? Zero percent. Right. She's here for Falcon Winter Soldier, and the next time she shows up, she's done. Right. She's out. That's it. Yeah. She's not lasting after this. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. You know. So. Sorry about that. I accidentally stopped the recording. <laughs> um, but no, we'll see what happens. I. Again, I don't know, but as of this moment, Sharon Carter's the power broker. We're going to leave it at that. But uh, final thoughts on it. I thought it was a fantastic show. I thought the culmination of everything was so well done. And the introduction to our new Captain America was phenomenal. I, again, um, had no expectations going in Mm -hmm. other than me wanting... A good show. Right. About as plain as simple as that. Yeah. Um, final thoughts. Man, any expectation I ever had was blown out of the water. Mm-hmm. I did not know it was going to be so action-packed, so deep, so funny, so <clears throat> brutal. On the edge, it was fucking... I loved it, man. It was, yeah. it was, it was better than most of their movies, in my opinion. Or I'm not most. Some of their it was better yeah. than some of their movies. Yeah, and that's including main player movies. Yeah, I can um, agree with that. And this was actually brought to my attention a couple of days ago that I did not notice. <clears throat> but when this episode ends and before the credits roll and all that, um, we get the closing scene. We get a black screen, and then we get title screen. Which says Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Agreed. And I did not even notice that when I watched the finale. Yeah. I, I sat in front of that screen <laughs> and I saw that fucking sequence pop up and nothing clicked in my head. Yeah. I saw none of it. Yeah. That is so fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, 
It's so cool, in fact, that Marvel and Disney are now in the works of Captain America 4. Oh, yeah, definitely. Which, who knows when it'll come out, but I can't wait to see it. Well, Anthony Mackie found out by going to Starbucks, and a the Starbucks guy behind the counter was like, Hey, man, congratulations on Captain America 4. And Anthony Mackie was like, What? <laughs> and that's a real story. Yeah. So... Yeah, everything's very close to the chest in the Marvel world, so... Except if you're on the internet every yeah. day. Yeah. Where some fucking 22-year-old barista with a man bun can be like, Oh, Anthony Mackie, yeah. Oh, my God. Cool, you're going <laughs> to you're gonna be in the, the next the Captain Camp, America man. movie. Yeah. I heard it was just confirmed. And Anthony Mackie, he's like, what? Okay. <laughs> He's like, I want to say thank you, but I'm going to be rude. What are you even talking about? Yeah, <laughs> like, right. So, Are you sure? <laughs> the tanner behind the counter at Starbucks knew more than he did. He's involved. Right. Um, no, um, man. Very, very cool road we're going down, and yeah. I am I'm fucking excited, man. I agree, man. I can't wait for future. I, I can't wait to do this with Loki. Um, I'm so excited for the future and breaking down trailers that are coming out. Um, but yeah, otherwise next time we will see you guys and we're going to talk about, uh, Mortal Kombat and a couple oh, yes. trailers and that, that came out for the Marvel, MCU. That Marvel, uh, little yeah. teaser that they gave us today, so. I can't wait to fucking talk about it, man. So right, otherwise, please. Falcon Winter Soldier, fucking check it out if you haven't. Otherwise, uh, we'll see you next week. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you. We'd love to get your feedback. Please contact Cocktails and Comics at cocktailsncomics at gmail.com. That's all lowercase, C-O-C-K-T-A-I-L-S-N-C-O-M-I-C-S at gmail.com. Also, catch us on Spotify and iTunes, along with our other podcast, Nothing's Off Base.